So I'm like, you know what? By all means, here's the door. Bye, Turner. I doubt it, but oh, that'd be interesting. Welcome to Reality Revelations with Mark and Jasmine. I'm Mark Drum. And I'm Jasmine Lachey. Where we discuss our revelations of reality TV. Hey, boo. Oh, hey, Jasmine. Is you ret? Are we ret? Let's talk about Big Brother. All right, let's get oh, it. I'll never get over it. Get over the voice? I don't uh, know. I I'm feel like you're starting it. to like the voice now. Uh, I think that's the part I can't fast forward through either. <laughs> you can't because it gives you, there's no skip intro. I know. I know. They do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so you can listen to the recap and listen to what's been going on in yeah. the game. Post-nomination reactions, do you think Pooch is still feeling comfortable, or do you think he has any inkling at all? No, he's way too confident. Way too confident. He's being way too confident. And what about Taylor? Do you feel she's feeling safe, or does she feel like, nah? No, I feel like she's finally starting to get her head in the game. You know, like Michael said, you don't turn down an alliance, but at the same time, you also have to keep your guard up and I think now she's getting to a point where she realizes just because the girls say they want to be team Taylor does not mean that they're team Taylor and so at this point I gotta go with what we're talking about but also keep my guard up she doesn't really have a choice because Mm -hmm. she's on the block so right but I'm still confused on how Taylor is a threat in this game it's week two we are on day here's the thing they say she's a threat, but what they mean is is that they're afraid of her potential. Like, that's what they mean. They've been playing this game on the offense, and Taylor came in on defense. Like, and I don't even know if she came in with a stance so much. I think she really was, like, taking her time to get to know people, and I think everybody else just kind of, like, dove in. Well, you bring up potential, and everybody has the potential to be a threat. I'm just confused. Yeah, but here's the thing. Why this... Strong black woman. Because it's based on their own insecurity. Because the whole thing is, is that it it feeds into the angry black woman trope. Like, I put you up on the block and now you're going to target me as opposed to playing it fair. And the thing is, is that they do not acknowledge the damage that they did. They're playing it as if it's just her being a player in the game. And it's based on them. If this were me, this is how I would be. As opposed to not even realizing that she doesn't even know that she was actually targeted like that. Taylor's still coming off the tail end of trying to figure out like, okay, do I actually have somebody in this house I can trust or is it everybody just playing me? Mm -hmm. How do you think Taylor's going to react watching the footage knowing what we know as a viewer and then she's seeing it? There's going to be a lot of cursing. There's going to be a lot of cursing. Do you really think she'll be cursing? Yeah, I think she'll be cursing at the foot because the thing is is do they get they don't get access to the live stream you know what i mean like they don't get to see that stuff oh but they will via the twitter feeds or that's what i'm saying like they'll it'll still be there bite by bite and so they'll have to figure out what it is that the rest of us know and so they'll have to watch the show and then they'll have to come back to social media but i think she's gonna feel really sick to her stomach that she played it so nice in the beginning and kind of so open and naive but i think once she sees how a lot of us have rallied behind her i think she'll realize that is a positive versus being a negative and that instead of feeling bad that she may or may not have been too nice i guess there is essentially no too nice Mm -hmm. so instead of figuring it as a, a i think that because there's so much vocal 
support and it's still ongoing uh-huh. they're weeks in at this point but we're still out we ain't forgot we see what they did and we see what's happening and karma's coming back because the whole thing is is like till the end i don't care if taylor's not even in the game at this point till the end i want karma coming just left and right for people's names talking about people's mamas like i'm here for it at this point like i want karma to be swift so <laughs> i think regardless of looking back i think she'll have a sad moment but then she'll feel good because we'll be like, yeah, girl, but you good. Well, Jasmine, I'm going to manifest it and hopefully we can work on it. Manifest, manifest. Let's get manifest, Taylor manifest. on our podcast so we can chat with her. <gasps> yes. <laughs> We're putting it out there. Yes, girl. Yes. Forever. It'll be our special. It'll be another bonus episode for this season. Be like, surprise, <laughs> we got Taylor, our queen. I know. That would to be, be in a podcast episode for us. So yeah, we'll manifest it. But also any listeners out there who may know Miss Michigan 2021. If you know Taylor Hale personally and you think she would love to be on our podcast, let her know we would love to have her. Yes, it would be an honor for us. Yes, it would be an honor. We are a, a pair of mittens and we would love to meet another fellow Michiganer. Michigander, I don't know. I never a Michigander, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anywho, all right. Let's get back into the game. So they show us some clips. Kyle putting on contacts, which I told you he was gonna take off his glasses. And in this yeah. game, he was like, "Oh yeah, so there might be a competition where my glasses will hinder me." So I got contacts just as I was getting into the ha- Big Brother house. Yeah, but also he didn't wear them for the next game, which I was like, "Well, he didn't have to compete." In this episode, yeah. No. Yeah, Michael. Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Yeah, here's the thing. He is floating in this house like he's floating (laughs) in my mind. He's what Tammy Roman would call a non-factor. And so I forgot about him. I was, you know what? What's funny is, is I had sped past the little contact competition he and Michael had. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. He talked all that mess. Like, if there's going to be a competition, like, it's on. It's a contacts and he lost. I mean, I do the same thing. I would do the same thing. I'd make every, everything a competition. Yes, but he lost. So if I would have lost, I would have been like, crap, I suck. I need to do better. Which is what he did. Yeah. If there's ever a competition for the house and it's about contacts, just vote me out. (laughs) I suck. I mean, I'm not going to say that. I'd be like, I'm going to train every day. I love the self-awareness that he has. I love the self-awareness. Well, as we both said... He is there for comedic relief, the class clown. So there's that. Also, we find out there was an alliance formed on day three called the Oasis Alliance. That features Monty, Joseph, Turner, Kyle, and Pooch. Any thoughts on this alliance? It was always that. Let's just go ahead and say this. It was always that. Okay. What? Always the guys alliance? And so it was just confirmed. so now it was yes, like this confirmed. was just them giving it a name. Like it's always been this. Well, this is just them giving it a name. Now the Oasis. Do you think that's from the band or just because they think they're delusional and think that they are this mystical place in a deserted, <laughs> uh, deserted place, whether that be an island or a desert, and that they are the last thirst of survival? 
I I feel like they're that episode of uh, Avatar where they got lost in the desert and Sokka drank the cactus juice. I feel like that's the oasis that, they, <laughs> that they're they're having right now. So again, I delusion. No what it's for, but I think yes, delusion very much so. I mean, you here's the thing: one of the people in this alliance volunteered to be on the block, all because in his big inflated mind he thought surely we're all in it together surely they're not going to take an opportunity to get rid of me because i'm coach pooch listen that's captain airhead okay okay he has a master's degree and he's working on his second yeah 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 yeah. and i'm sure he's book smart okay i'm sure he is but at the end of the day He's playing this like a team, but only one of you can win the money. And I feel like he needs to understand that this is not a team sport. It's not a team sport. Only one can be Highlander. There can only be one. So at the end of the day, I don't know what he's doing, but like everybody has said, nobody volunteers to be pawn. That's just dumb. Pawns go home. Pawns go home. And so Taylor didn't have a chance. She didn't have a choice. She knew she was going to be put up regardless, but it softened the blow to be told that she was a pawn. So at the end of the day, we knew that the Taylor hate was real because Jasmine's been on that since she got in the house. Pooch volunteering really just further emphasizes how once all of this is over because Jasmine is still going to be in the game she then gets to look squeaky clean when she's no longer HOH so then she stands a chance of fading into the background a little bit with regard to playing the blame game you really think she'll still be safe after this week if and when pooch does go home because I don't know I feel like some of his alliance members might be really mad and then want to target Jasmine out of vengeance yes but everyone except for Taylor knows that Pooch volunteered and so there's no one to be mad at because the whole thing is that he said put me and Brittany up and I know that I got this so nobody's gonna be mad if Pooch goes home Well, Monty wants to stay loyal to the other alliance, as he mentions. Do you think that's Uh smart on Monty or... Yeah, because he's not working with the A-team when it comes to this Oasis alliance. Because if you notice, who are these other people in alliances with? Mm -hmm. Nobody. Monty's the only one who has a solid alliance going on. No, Kyle's in that same alliance. Yeah, but it's because Kyle's the comedic relief. Mm -hmm. So of course he's going to float no matter what. But he's not really playing the game, so who cares? He's playing a social game. I mean, even though we're probably as watching the episode viewer, you're probably not seeing, but as a live feed, he's chatting with people. Yes, as as the live feed, he is definitely playing the social game. However, at some point, this man is going to have to compete. Mm -hmm. Is all I'm saying. He lost the pie, but he didn't need to win the pie. All these different times that he's lost is because he didn't need to win. Mm -hmm. At some point, there's going to be a chance where he has to actually win or go home. I don't think he'll last that long. I'm not worried about him. Mm -hmm. I don't think Kyle's going to win, so I'm not worried about him. Okay. Before we got into the power of veto, they give us another comedic or just random clip of a showmance. Well, a bromance. I'm not with it. How are you feeling about this Pooch and Joseph bromance? I feel like the fact that everybody is making this innuendo that there's this showmance that's happening is so cheap to me 
because I have a best friend and her name is Ashley. And this is how I am, how we are. Like we, we cuddle, we like, and I'm like this with a lot of my female friends. We cuddle, there's touching and it's not in like a, like it's not lusty or gross. Like it's just, I don't know that I can explain this any more than that. Uh, okay, so <laughs> do you feel a positive reaction to the bromance or are you feeling an I don't really care or Here, okay. a why? I feel like genuinely as a bromance, I think it's really cute that they know they're being watched and they're still being committed to the friendship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think at some point they were referred to as meatheads and they do give that meathead vibe and the fact that they know that they're being watched and they can laugh and whatever and cuddle and then actually say like, okay, yes, I'm obviously like straight, I promise. Like in a way where it doesn't, it's not mean or disingenuous. You know what I mean? Like it's not gross. Like I appreciate it for what it is. I don't know that calling it a, I feel like it's more bromantical. It's less of a bromance. It's more of a bromantical relationship, you know? Like it's a, a little magical. It's a magic friendship when you can get the giggles with somebody. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay. Now, so I'm, I'm here for what it. should their showmance, bromance name be? Should it be Pusif or Juice or Jupe or Juice? Or Juke. <laughs> you know, mix the names Juke oh, or no. Pusif. That's hard. Uh, What about, I like Pusif. Pusif. <laughs> well, that's the name that's going around on Twitter, so. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Or they could have just been I called Joseph it, I Squared. I mean, both their names are right, Joseph. Right, because they're both named, jo- right. Like, why not Joe Squared? Like, why not? Yeah, but, you know. Because I feel like that's great because that sounds so generic. And that's how I feel, like, about them. Ah! I feel like they're so <laughs> generic in this game. Like, honestly, Pooch is too much of a stereotype. And Joseph is just coasting along. He's such a nice guy. He's such a sweetheart. And I'm like, are y'all really being played by, oh, he's such a good guy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this. He's coming for y'all. So don't fall too deep into it, ladies. Don't fall too deep into it. I'm just saying. The power of veto competition and Mm -hmm. players are getting drawn. Jasmine selects Amira. Taylor gets Michael and Pooch gets Terrence, which I found funny when Terrence got selected. He's like, the gang's all here. Because if you remember from last week, it's pretty much the same lineup except for Pooch and Jasmine. It switched Mm -hmm. if that was actually Daniel and Indy. The three nominees from last week are playing for the veto. And then Amira. Right. It's just very interesting on this draw. And again, that one's random, but can definitely feel like it was rigged but it's not and then yeah oh yeah i mean you have to pull a you have to pull a ball out of a box with somebody's name on it so you know like a chip out of the bag right but yeah then jasmine has to choose a host and who does she pick she picks the Uh, person that did an awful job last time and i guess has to do it again daniel she picked the impersonator i guess that's gonna be his job after this show just having to find some hosting gig because let's be honest i don't think he can go back to being an elvis impersonator yeah, I I mean, he could. I don't see why not. Well, you're right. So then we get into the backyard and we see it's an ocean theme. Mm-hmm. And then we get Daniel dressed up as like King Triton. And we find out that it's called Mermaid Fest. Mm-hmm. And the house guests are 
transformed into mer people. And the goal of the game was to get these. Get your pearls in the holes. Yep, get the pearls in the clamshells. And you could only use your face or your head. Can't use your arms or your other body parts. You just have to use your head. Jasmine has the option, due to her injury, to compete or not. And she decides not to compete. How do you feel about that? I was literally, as you were describing the game, I was literally thinking about how she could have actually participated. She just chose not to. I don't know how thin those tails are. So I'm not going to say that she could have used her knees and kept her feet elevated. But I feel like... Because she's already HOH, all that would have done would have been useless. It wouldn't have saved her. So I didn't really care that she didn't have to compete. I feel like she's milking this this ankle thing. And yeah, I'm over it. Yep, I'm over it too because she ain't no princess, nor is she a queen because our queen is Taylor. She's definitely milking this injury and they definitely gave her the opportunity to actually compete in something that she'd be physically capable of doing with said injury. And she chooses not to, which makes me mad, especially if I was there as a player. I'd be like, what are you doing? You are being way too overly confident in your HOH reign that you hope that either Amira or Michael or maybe even Terrence, and she wouldn't be happy if Taylor won, but she'd be definitely happy that it wasn't Pooch to winning the power of veto. But you waste a lane that's not going to be used. And it could have been another house guest that could have played, which then also would raise the stakes. But Jasmine's way too confident in this thinking that oh yeah I don't need to compete I got my loyal people out there well I trust no one and Jasmine is not doing it for me and yeah I'm not happy but we get into the competition how do you think you would have done and how do you feel about the house guests competing in this okay so I feel like I probably would have done potentially as well as everybody else did. I may or may not have bothered to put in my contacts for this game. <laughs> um, Michael didn't. I saw that he had his glasses basically strapped to his head. Good plan. I think I probably would have done fairly well. Like, I feel like me, you know, I could, I could have done well. I mean, the goal was to get the pearl in the clamshell. I feel like everybody was too soft with how they, like how much power they put behind the clamshell or the, the pearl. And that was the issue. The first time I realized that, oh, I did it. It was too shallow. That's it. I'm overshooting it every time because the likelihood of it running over hole is higher if you can at least get it there. Mm -hmm. I feel like the trail to get to the end was a little bit longer than maybe I anticipated or maybe the hills of it because they did have to go up and down, up and down Mm -hmm. with the the pearls. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what made it longer because it's possible that there wasn't anyone who had one that fell off because I don't think that's what happened. I think it just took them so long to get there that most people were like, okay, three or four pearls should do it. Because what seemed to be the common is that people were getting a pearl stuck too shallow of the hole. And so, yeah, I would have been trying to maybe pay attention to somebody else, but I don't think anybody was really doing great until they announced that Michael had two in the hole. And then it was like, oh, well, okay. It's time to play for real. So your upper body strength is decent enough to be playing this game? Well, the thing is, is like they can use their body. I mean, they have to use their arms to get across up and down. Yeah, they had to just use right. it. So, I mean, yeah, my upper body strength is enough for that. Okay. I'm just 
I'm just wondering because somebody who said they didn't have upper body strength was Dad Terrence, DJ Showtime, yeah. in his mermaid outfit, which he feels he's going to get embarrassed by his friends back in Chicago, which I don't think they'd be embarrassed that he was in that costume because, I mean, that's kind of the norm in the show is to wear ridiculous outfits, but <laughs> him flopping around... <laughs> to get it through the lane was just the most comedic thing I've seen. Was it Michael? It was either Michael or Kyle who was like, Terrence is going in slow motion. That was Kyle. I was so funny. I was like, yes, he's going in slow motion in real time, trying to get this pearl over this hump. And then they kept using the sound effect of a walrus or a seal arfing as Terrence was doing it. I was just like, this poor man, poor dad. Poor dad. <laughs> And I honestly think when seeing this competition, yeah, and watching, Terrence had no shot of actually winning. No. I was surprised how bad Hooch was doing, but also I was happy that he was doing bad. But I was just surprised because I'm like, you're a coach. How are you not realizing how the strategy that you're doing isn't working? You need to go and think of something else. And I was disappointed that Taylor didn't do more to yeah to win. So it gets down it gets down between Taylor and Michael, and they both have two in the hole. And Taylor asks Michael to let her take the shot first. And I was surprised, but pleasantly surprised that he did let her mm -hmm. take her Same. her potential winning shot first. And she missed. She sank and she was devastated. And then Michael realized that he had to do the thing and get his head in the game. And then he pulled through and got that last pearl in the clamshell, which still is quite a bit better than Pooch getting it because that means that nothing has changed, at least thus far. Right, and when I heard Taylor asking Michael, I was happy as a viewer. However, as a house guest, I would be taking note. I would be yeah. like, what is going on? And we didn't hear that from any of the confessionals that were said in this yeah. edit, but I would have definitely been like, is Michael working with Taylor? Should I be worried? And especially for Jasmine, she'd be like, wait, why is not Michael not taking the shot and Taylor is right now because jasmine doesn't want to have to think of a well, new renom and yeah well when you're watching the episode what i noticed is that michael had a strategy and so michael is executing his strategy while taylor is essentially panic planning she goes for it and it's once again too shallow and i think michael he found a way to make this work in his favor because he was scooping up the i think they're like the beads purple balls it, yeah, yeah it's beads. the beads he was scooping the beads to make sure that they weren't able to slow down the momentum of his pearl and so i feel like there was no harm no foul there because even if taylor had one michael could have easily been like i had my own plan like i wasn't checking for her and since everybody is on the same wavelength that it benefits it's us most for Pooch to do it, no harm, no foul. So I can see why nobody pegged it because if you're watching what he's doing, he's still focused on his game. Look at you. I feel like you're starting to like Michael. I know. Uh, I find this hilarious. I know, but hilarious. I'm not. Cat Dad can kiss my butt. <laughs> I see you. 
I don't know, I Jasmine. See. I feel like you are now team cat dad, mm-hmm. lawyer. No, no, no. I But here's the thing. I appreciate the way he's playing the game. And I feel like there's a couple of players who have been attempting to play the game as it should be played. Like some of them are really trying to pivot from the first week jump on Taylor trash behavior. The problem is, is that Pooch isn't smart enough to realize when it's time to pivot. And he thinks that everybody's still on the same team. And so once again, just like when we talked about when they first got in the house, how there were people who volunteered for the have nots room. That's that bravado, that chivalry, whatever, like, oh, I'm going to fall on the sword type of trash that I knew would end up being the downfall of somebody. Now, we don't know if he's going home yet, but at the end of the day, now you have a bunch of people who are like, bro's got to get out of the house. And so if he doesn't, they're fine because it was his idea. Good for him. But if it does work, when he goes home, he's going to look extra stupid. Mm-hmm. Because Joseph also tries to tell him, hey, this could be a thing. And Pooch tries to make it seem as though the plan would be stupid. Like, but it's, also it's smart. Like you, he was like, that'd right, be stupid, like, but it'd also be smart. Either you see yourself as a real player. And if you do, why would you volunteer? But then the thing is, is that you're so cocky that you think there's no way that anybody else would be able to beat you out of the house. And the whole thing is, is that if it's going to come up for them voting, it's going to be you, my guy. All right. We'll have to see. see. Meanwhile, there's some conversation in the HOH room. Still trying to figure out what's going to happen with this veto plan. Michael brings up that he suggests, hey, he wants to use the veto and throws the name Joseph up as a replacement. Jooch is already... No. Pusif. Pusif is already at risk. Do you think Jasmine was receptive to the idea or was she just like, can we just keep the plan the same and not have to use the veto? I think Michael threw everybody off. Actually, Amira was the first one who was like, I'm with it. Let's do it. Because she sees Joseph as a two birds, one stone type of situation. And then that way, no matter what, it breaks up a little team, a little alliance, and it makes it so that way, no matter what, one of them goes home. Now, after having everybody go around, it was clear that Jasmine was then put in a position where she had to consider it because if everybody else is saying they're a problem, then it's something worth looking into. And so at the end of the conversation, Michael was like, listen, we have the power of veto. We could do, you know, whatever. And she's like, see, now you got us in here considering things. And so I think that there's this potential there based on the cut, based on the edit. I still think that she wants noms the same, but I think that her being open to the idea of, oh yeah, I forgot that like these two people are really close. So they are something that we need to worry about. I think that was brought to her attention. I think that's when she finally started to realize this game is bigger than just some girl you don't like and some dude who's too cocky to see that he's on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I was surprised that when they bring up Joseph, yeah, he's a threat, which he is, physically because if there's any physical competitions he's gonna be he'll have an advantage because of his strength if that were the advantage for the competition i thought that was a smart move to suggest joseph however she could easily just be like i want to do whatever i want you know and michael could do whatever he wants with the veto and michael should have used the veto to really mix up the nominations that's why i thought it was a great idea for them to throw in joseph yes physically joseph is a threat as a player but also him and Pooch have a friendship 
And that's that's where the danger is. Because it means that no matter what, they have... That is a smart move. Get the showmance out. Yeah, break up the allyship. Mm-hmm. Because it means that two people don't have each other. No matter... If you have one person who's guaranteed to have your back, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And eventually what they're going to realize is that Danielle... Or Danielle. Daniel and Nicole... <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> don't lie. I feel like you, you Dan- meant it. You meant to say Danielle instead Dan- of Daniel. Daniel... Daniel and Nicole are going to have to get broken up too. That's a thing that's going to have to happen. So at some point, they're going to start realizing how close people are and they're going to start breaking up everybody. So yeah, this this to me is smart either way because no matter what, it means that Joseph doesn't have anybody who's there who has his back and Pooch doesn't have anybody there to guarantee having his back. But Alyssa mentions how his social game is just a float, which I find yeah. ironic because I'm like, Alyssa, you're floating too. Girl, so you're a floater too. Don't okay. even... And so I just found that amusing. And Daniel, though, was like, I want Taylor out because that's blood on my hands. What blood? There was no blood. Everybody stayed. Nobody is checking for you right now. Like he's here's the thing. He's playing this like he's seen a bunch of other games. And it's like, dude, you have to learn to pivot, period. This is why Daniel and Pooch are both a problem because neither one of them knows how to pivot. That's why you impersonate one person. That was the only one that you could commit to. Mm-hmm. All the other ones. <laughs> no range. How did you feel about Nicole's reason on being on the show? They give us another segment of another house guest, why they're on the show. How did you feel about good Nicole's story? Good for you, boo. Is that a do good for good for mom. you or you're just like, you're yeah, over it? Do, yeah, doing it for your mom, you know? Like doing it for your mom. Good for you. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I, you know, the whole thing is, is that Indy's doing it for her family. Like there isn't anyone who's sick necessarily, but Indy's doing it for her family. I would be doing it for mine too. Not my mama, but my kids. It's one of those things where like family's motivation. I mean, Jasmine's doing it for her dad, who's no longer widows. I mean, like at the end of the day, everybody's doing it for somebody. So, you know. Yeah. And also it was revealed Kyle's best friend is his mom. Are you surprised by that or not? I mean, no comment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well... We get to the power of veto ceremony, and as I had oh, mentioned, quick, quick, quick question: what? Did have we heard Daniel's backstory? Nope. No. Okay. Cool. Not yet. So who knows? Maybe we'll get that soon, or maybe if the CBS people are listening in to our podcast, maybe they'll they'll give you your request, Jasmine. <laughs> For what? For Daniel's backstory. I don't. I don't want it. <laughs> oh, now I'm that you don't curious. want it, they're gonna put it on just for you. Uh... <laughs> Michael decides not to use the power of veto at the power of veto ceremony and nominations stay the same. How do you feel about that? I was okay with it once I saw it. What? I wasn't. Get her queen out. His reasoning was trash, but at the same time, this is why I don't root for Kate because (laughs) there's no spice. Because the thing is, is he brought up a good point. Joseph was a great point. Mm -hmm. No matter what happened, one of them was going to go home. Mm -hmm. And so you stand a chance of getting two issues out of the house. He just didn't want to risk it being Pooch who beat Joseph. And that's the issue. He didn't want to really, you know, take the gamble. And so... Nah, if that was not the gamble because Michael is too afraid to be seen too much of a target uh, as a threat. Yeah, too that's what I mean. Soon. He didn't want to, t- he didn't want he to did- take the gamble. Well, the gamble, yes. He just doesn't want his target even bigger for the fact that he won the veto. But yeah. as a fan, and if he says he's a super fan, I would have 
hoped he would have just used the power veto just to spite Jasmine and to gain more favors with Taylor. Yeah, and he keeps winning, so I would think people would want to end up being on his good side because I don't know if people know this, but this is the second power veto that this man Mm -hmm. has won. And so clearly he's capable, okay? Now, he may never win another one, but at this point, what Mm -hmm. if he does? Y'all are in a position where Pooch does not have any kind of connection with Michael, okay? So Michael had no reason to save him. So it was only gonna be Taylor because he knows that Taylor is an asset. However, if it backfired in any way, Michael wasn't willing to risk then having to deal with going against what Jasmine wanted because we've seen what it is that she's capable of doing. What, falling and then being a little princess, wannabe, and just do Minute, whatever well, she wants? But here's the thing, though. Jasmine is secondary. Queen. No, do not even put the queen title next not- to her. It's only Queen Taylor. All I'm saying is And all I'm that- saying is don't manifest that energy out there. I am putting out the energy only for Taylor. When Regina George was taken down, what? they, need- they needed Katie to step up. Oh, that's all I'm saying. So... Meh. So, now that we know the nominations have stayed the same, who do you think will go home? And by what vote? Here's my question. This backdoor situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, the term of backdoor? So, a backdoor is when you have two nominees that are up, and then when someone wins the power of veto, that isn't the actual target, and they save one of the two people that were nominated, and then you put your actual target up, that's called the backdoor. Ah, gotcha. Okay, so this is more of a blind side for Pooch. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. I think the votes are going to be. Ooh. See, here's the thing. I think what's going to happen is is it's going to depend on who who says what first. You know what I mean? Like, do they do they verbally vote? Oh yeah, you didn't get to see it. So I forgot because the first week the first week was a hot mess express. So. Yeah. When the live eviction My happens, eviction. let me just, you know, get you get you into the picture. Yes. Uh, set the, set the stage. Sunday is the two hour, yes. the two hour episode. So where I get to see my first edition. Yes, which so, yes. will not be live. It will be pre-taped and said live. But I digress. So how the live evictions work is generally at the start of the episode, Julie Chen welcomes us and talks about these people are up for eviction. And then sometimes they'll either show the power of veto ceremony saying who's going to be either replaced or if the noms stay the same. Then we get more random backstory. And then she'll welcome back the house guest and say it's now time for the live vote. As head of household, Jasmine cannot vote unless in the event of a tie. And then she'll hand it to the nominees to give a quick speech on why they want to be saved or say shout outs to their family or whatever they want to say. And so then they'll go either, they'll probably go ladies first. So then they'll ask Jasmine or not Jasmine. (laughs) That's who I want out, but that's not going to (laughs) happen this week. So she'll ask Taylor to say her speech. And most likely I can imagine Taylor being like, thank you to God. Thank you to my friends and family. And then house guests do what's best for your game. I hope that you can use me in the future weeks and know that there will be no hard feelings. And thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Miss congeniality speech, you know, doing the little wave pose. And then she'll sit down and then Pooch will do his speech, which I think will be much shorter. He'll probably give a shout out to his family and how much he misses them. And then say house guests, you know, 
do what's best for your game too, I guess, and then sit down. And then we get into the live vote, which then Julie calls each house guest up into the diary room, and then the house guests always say, like, hey, Julie, or then, then Julie asks, hey, now it's time for your vote. And then after they've given their vote, they usually try to do a quick shout out before they exit. And then the next house test comes and then over and over again. Then Mm -hmm. after all the votes are counted or if there's a majority, Julie tells us who that it's official. This person's being evicted out of the Big Brother house. But let's see where the other house guests fall, get those votes. And then after that, all the votes are tallied. She goes back to the house and says, house guests. When I read the vote, the person evicted from the house must immediately get their belongings and head out the door. And then she'll say, by a vote of whatever to whatever. And sometimes they like to be super dramatic. They like to sometimes say, hey, you're safe. But it's usually, hey, you've been evicted from the Big Brother house. And then dramatic music. And then they all stand up. And then there's all this hugs and all like, we miss you, even though y'all voted that person out. And then they exit out of the door. And pre-COVID, there was a live audience. So they got to hear the cheers. They got to see real people. When the evicted house gets out of the door, they try to hold the door as much as they can. But then the door is like timed or where it's like, we're going to close. Like, nah. But then they get to see some audience people and cheer. And then Julie tells the evicted house guest to have a seat. And then we see the house guests all clamoring towards the memory wall with all the other house guests. And then we see the evicted house guest picture fade to black and white from color. And then Julie does her little interview with them. And then, yeah. And then we get into the HOH competition. Nice. And that's all within an hour. Nice. <laughs> right. That's what I'm like, okay, how long is that? So that's all within an hour. Okay. But, but it's a two hour yes. episode. Oh, don't so worry. I, we'll get into that in a minute. But first, Jasmine, (laughs) the HOH competition also plays out sometimes not within that hour. They then tell you, hey, go on the live feeds and watch to continue to see who will win the head of household. Because sometimes it will be a endurance comp, which I'm feeling like this next episode might be an endurance comp too. So we'll see. Or it might be something different. Do you have a better understanding of how a live eviction works? Yes. Yes, I do. Great. So, who do you think will be evicted from the Big Brother house and by what vote? I'm just going to say that these people are sneaky, and so you never really know. But I'm hoping that they they stick to Pooch. Now, if Jasmine can't vote, that means that there's 15 other people. No, 14. There's 14 other people. So, I'm going to go with maybe like no there's 12 votes there's 12 who else can't vote the two house guests and the hoh oh they can't vote okay well i guess it would total out because they would be voting for themselves that would be stupid if they voted for themselves to be evicted (laughs) you know no i mean like within their best self-interest yeah yeah yeah. yeah. okay um so then so there's 12 so what do you think the votes will be will be a 12 to 0 an 11 to 1 a 6 by 6 I think it'll be eight to four. Eight to four for whom? For Pooch. To be safe? Oh, to go, to, go to be evicted. To and who do you think are the four that are going to be voting for Taylor then if that were to happen? Monty, Joseph, Turner, and 
maybe Kyle and probably Kyle. Okay. I predict by a vote. Oh, maybe five to seven. I forgot about Daniel. See, I don't like him. <laughs> so five to seven, not not four to eight, okay. five to seven. Because I think so. Because I think Daniel's gonna vote to get Taylor to evict Taylor too. Okay, so you believe it's gonna be a a seven to five vote for Pooch? Yes. To be evicted. Evicted. Copy. Yes. Now my prediction by a vote of eleven to one, Pooch will be evicted from the Big Brother house. Really? Yes, because okay. live feeds. For you, Jasmine, here's the tea. Uh-huh. People are getting annoyed by Pooch, and they're yeah. seeing that his co- his overconfidence is getting blindsided by the fact that everybody else is talking like we're getting him out. And his yeah. only ally, not Joseph, but Turner, will be the one to cast the sole vote against Taylor. I'm predicting that will happen by a vote 11 to 1. And I'm going to be so excited to see Pooch's reaction and Turner's reaction because there's also speculation, which I'd be more than happy if this would happen, but make the twist a little bit more of a hindrance, but we'll see. However, it's been speculated that if Pooch were to be evicted, Turner would self-evict himself too. So I'm like, you know what? By all means, here's the door. Bye, Turner. I doubt it, but oh, that'd be interesting. I know. That would be so interesting, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see on Sunday at 8 p.m. 7 Central for the two-hour Big Brother Brother episode. Now, again, as I mentioned, now that we know that usually the live evictions are an hour, that extra hour is as mentioned julie was going to make the announcement of the next twist that's going to impact the game which was bb bestie so jasmine i would like to get your predictions on this because i'm fairly accurate in what the next twist is knowing that it's called bb bestie that as i mentioned before it's going to be duos for a time period they have which to which is why they should have pairs. been planning to get pooch and joseph out because they should have kept that in mind they don't know about this twist the house guests oh, do okay. not know the twist at all it's us as gotcha. a, it's us as viewers and so now knowing in theory that the house guests will have to pair up with one another if they have the option to choose who they get to work with who do you think from the 14 house guests who do you think the pairings will be? Daniel and Nicole. Mm. Jasmine and Amira. Brittany. Uh, I don't know who. Maybe Brittany and. Tan- you know what? By choice, I don't know who Brittany would pick. But I'll say I had a feeling Brittany and Terrence are going to be together. I don't know why I feel it, but I do. I don't know why I feel it, but I do. <laughs> I think Kyle and Amira. I feel like Monty, probably Monty and Taylor. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's if she survives this. Maybe Kyle and Alyssa? I don't know. Okay, well, here's my predictions. Yeah. Because you know I've thought about this. (laughs) So, as a house guest, I would be playing for strategy. And if I could manipulate everybody's decisions, these would be the pairings that I think I would like to see and also what might happen slash I'm manifesting. Okay. So 
I think the pairings will be Terrence and Indy. Oh, okay. Brittany and Turner. Mm-hmm. Alyssa and Michael. Mm-hmm. Monty okay. and Jasmine. Daniel and Amira. Nicole and Kyle. Uh-huh. And Taylor and Joseph. Now, if Pooch were to stay, then it would be, there would have to be a guy pairing, but I don't see that happening. But then it would probably be, the only matchups then would change would, I believe, be Pooch would be paired with, and or who he'd want to be paired with, I would say would be Mm. Turner. I feel like Pooch and Turner would be a duo plus two, that whole Turner and Hooch. I dig it. I dig it. I can see that. And so those are my predictions on how these duos will go, but knowing that if they want to keep this male female I feel like they've somehow the producers manipulated to where obviously they wanted to get a guy out this time so then it's still a guy girl pairing Hmm. to keep it even or who knows maybe we'll see girl girl and guy guy pairings but I'm pretty sure it'll be Hmm. guy and girl pairing and those are what I predict how do you feel about my picks I feel like your picks are they're good I just think that let's I think they're gonna have to pull a name out of a something and that's how they're gonna end up with their BB bestie and I think that's gonna be the funniest because there's some awkward pairings yeah yeah but but they're fitting like there's some awkward pairings that fit okay so if you think they're gonna pick out of like a bag I feel it's going to be a competition where then those at the top get to choose and then get to decide and so that's where I feel like some of the pairings like I've picked are obviously like they are in cahoots but then others you wouldn't think Taylor would want to go with Joseph but I was that's say, a meat I would shield. Think that. Joseph is, he looks strong and sturdy. But he's not, uh, Taylor isn't aligned with Joseph, so it would be in her best interest to select Joseph, and that's why I did that Strategic, pairing. yeah. Versus, at the end of the day, Indy gets the short end of the stick and gets Yeah, dead. which is funny because I forgot about Indy, so it makes sense in my in my mind that she and Taylor would be together. And she she's one, one of your favorite, favorite characters, favorite house guests. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, who's in the house? Who's left in the house?" That's so I was like, "Oh no, I don't know. I don't think I can pick anybody." Yeah. Well, I'm excited to so. see it. And I don't think it would be best interest for Daniel and Nicole mm-hmm. to be paired up together because they want to keep that still slick. And even though you said they might want to, it's not best for their game. No, I know, and it, it makes makes sense that they would be on the hush hush about their, you know, alliance and all of that. So yeah, the, the rogues. Going from rags to riches. Bah. And I think this twist might last for a couple weeks. Or just this week. It might just be this week. They just want to throw something in the wrench. It might last for a couple weeks. And I think it'll be a double eviction. Oh, that makes sense. You'll have two pairs that go up. And then you Mm -hmm. can only save one pair. Versus if they only do it one week, then they can get into jury. Eh. Or if they do two. No, they'll probably do two weeks of it. So many options. So so much potential. No, it'll it'll be two weeks. It'll be two weeks. Because I really hope, because you know me, it should be two weeks. Because if the finale is on the 25th, which is almost two months from now, they got to start cutting players. And so if they do this twist for two weeks, then that gives us six players eliminated. And then we're ready for jury. And so then, yes. Yep. This is my, <laughs> clearly, obviously, my super fan in me is hoping this is going to happen, that this BB Bestie twist is going to be for two weeks, and how 
there's going to be a, a pair of HOH that the two, the duos have to be duo HOH and then two pairs of nominated house guests. And so that gives us more people competing in the veto. Right. But they wouldn't have to pick people out of a bag anymore because then they'd have everybody playing. And so that'd be an interesting twist. Also, then if the pairs are like I had made them, it really makes those alliances change how they have to play. And again, like you said, pivot how they play this game. So... So many, so many options, so much potential. I'm so excited and I can't wait to be <laughs> right or, you know, I guess I can admit defeat, but as a super fan, I know what I'm saying and I feel like I'm getting this magic inside scoop from these producers that I don't even know, but as watching this show for so many years, since day one, back in 2000, I feel yeah. I have a good grasp and that is what I'm sticking to any final thoughts None. we are going to have to wait and see on sunday because there's a lot of potential there and as you wanted some messiness some drama some competition aspects of this game so hopefully they'll give you what you Period. want Jasmine. this also means that i get to stick to watching the live feeds to see what's gonna happen and how trash behind the scenes they're gonna be <laughs> Oh, so you're going to watch the no, live feeds I'm, or are you no, going to just no, get the Twitter feed updates? Shout out. Appreciate <laughs> See, there we go. The but I'm still going <laughs> to I'm still going to have to try and get you to watch it. I have so. tuned in. I have tuned in on some of the live feeds. I have. Yay. Okay, good. <laughs> if you liked this episode and any of our other episodes, please like, share, subscribe, and rate our podcast. You can follow us on Facebook slash Instagram at Reality Revelations Podcast or on Twitter at Reality Rev Pod or on TikTok, Reality Revelations Pod. You can follow our own socials at I am Jasmine Dallachet on Instagram. And I am at Who is Mark Drum on all the socials. Well, with that being said, this is the end for now. Come back and tune in to our next episode of Reality Revelations, where we discuss our revelations of reality TV. Specifically, Big Brother. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>